Baptist Scroll University Fellowship Church Podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am happy to be here with you today. Today, the day the Lord has made. Whatever day it is you're listening to this, that is the day the Lord has made. We get together twice a week to chew on God's Word and share that with you in hopes that you will also be encouraged, edified, challenged in similar or different ways that we ourselves are experiencing that. This week, we've got Jarrell Carper. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, hello. I need like some background noise of like murmuring or like finger snapping or something. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, all the other people that are in here. (laughs) Yeah. So we just got off the tail end this week of a men's retreat. Yeah. That was a pretty big deal. First one in quite a while. Yeah, before either of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Women's retreat popping off. Yeah, they're doing it. They're always retreating. Yeah, someone told me, it's like, you kept the best elements of past men's retreats but modified it i was like yeah i have no idea what (laughs) (laughs) what the past men's retreats were yeah (laughs) i just did a lot of youth retreats in my life there you go i mean adults are just big kids that is true don't let anyone tell you otherwise i thought it was great what are your thoughts on it yeah i had a good time i went in it pretty drained and then um uh yeah it's definitely by Saturday. I feel like everyone really gelled and understood the rhythm and was having a blast. And so, yeah, it went better than I thought. I left, I think more filled up than when I, when I got there, did a little walk during the quiet time, really enjoyed, uh, teaching and just kind of having that, that kind of being in the lodge there, just having everyone right up in my grill. Yeah. The best way to teach. Yeah. Yeah. It felt intimate enough, but not so small. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was like fall. The leaves were changing color. It was green. Yeah. Um, the weather was really great. It sitting, was. Around, sitting around the solo stoves. So yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. Nine ball. I have dates locked in for next year again. Do and you? Well, there's not a whole lot of options there. So okay, we got our foot in the door. Great. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Another 24 hour type deal. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, the people that didn't have kids and wives at home with their kids were like why don't we do two nights yeah <laughs> it's like well <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll make it accessible to everyone and yeah i'd rather you leave wanting more than being like when is this thing over right so, yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good way of looking at it so what do you got for us today uh yeah well i thought we'd just do recap um okay. because some not everyone was able to make it you know and the non-believers yes yeah, some people had good <laughs> reasons and some people didn't no <laughs> Um, so I thought we'd just do three quick episodes. This could be like part one. I did okay. three talks and I thought we'd just do like a quick podcast version of them. Great. And um, see where we go. This um, this first one, in my personal opinion, was the least good okay. <laughs> of the ones I did. So I don't know if I'll be able to redeem it on the podcast or if I'm just <laughs> I'm just stuck in the rut. Like it needs to be re rewritten. Um, and I also, down. it's actually really hard to look at notes when i'm doing podcasts because i have to like turn my head and oh, there's yeah. a microphone in the way but mm-hmm. anyway so i'll be more just off the top of my head okay so great um we talked about three values that our church has mm-hmm. um we have six values i talked about three of them uh through the lens of community because that's the practice that we're focusing on in men's ministry this fall thus the grill off thus the retreat time spent together so yeah the three we did were authenticity diversity and hospitality. Mm-hmm. And those are values that Brett and the church staff at the time that the church began 
uh, came up with as kind of guidelines to govern a lot of the institutional decisions and cultural decisions of the church of like how, what's going to make us different than all the other churches that say they love God, love never make disciples. Yeah. Um, and so in many ways, that's the DNA that has led and guided the staff at an institutional and programmatic level. Um, and so I thought, well, let's take that and let's see if that can kind of dig it, dig its claws into our personal lives at just, uh, how we are following Jesus at a, at a corporate level, mm-hmm. you know, in and outside of the church. So, um, I drew every text from Matthew, um, because why not? <laughs> And uh, so I'll just, I'll just read them in Matthew 23 for this first one. And it's just a fun little story that I, that I really enjoy. And I was like, oh, there's some stuff here. So, all right, this is uh, Matthew 23, 1 to 12 um, in the CSB. Mm. Mixing it up, keeping it funky <laughs> fresh. Okay. Uh, so Jesus had, has just had these kind of question interactions with the Pharisees and Sadducees. They're trying to trap him. They're trying to pit him against either party mm-hmm. and all three times he dodges it, slimes out, wins somehow and then yeah. whatever. So then he returns a question about Psalm, Psalm 110, if, you know, who's David's Lord? If he says, Lord said to my Lord, no one dared ask him any more questions. They were stumped. Um, and, and so then, <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, let's get this guy. Uh, chapter 23 verse 1 he like jesus turns and he speaks to the crowd and to the disciples Mm -hmm. to the crowds and to the disciples so um just off the bat like this message is isn't to like correct the pharisees necessarily um it's to correct how the crowds and the disciples are interacting with the pharisees or thinking about the pharisees or thinking about themselves and in in light of the pharisees and to both change how they posture themselves but also to not commit the same problem So Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. Uh, The scribes and the Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses, meaning they represent uh, Moses' teaching and the Torah, and they teach it. Therefore, do what they tell you. So this is like strange, positive. More like uh, you just chew them out and you're about to chew them out even more. Mm -hmm. But there is this kind of, they're in the ballpark of teaching the law of Moses. They're not way out in left field a lot of the times. Uh, So what they tell you, you can observe it. I think Jesus would probably put some, if you really pressed him, like, yeah, well, not, maybe not <laughs> everything, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. Okay. So there's this expectations that they put on other people. Um, and I was reading into this. Okay. What, what are these heavy burdens? And it could be two things. It could be one that, there's kind of a separate expectation of morality or following the law that they're imposing on people that they themselves don't. Um, So that's one option. The other option is that it's just a whole lot easier for them as Pharisees who are um, wealthier Mm -hmm. and connected to Rome and have all this religious free time to actually do them. Whereas if you're like a poor fisherman to actually follow all these, these guidelines, it's a little harder to do. And so the idea is that there's um, some expectation um, on these people that keeps um, a power difference or like um, and in, like um, how committed to this are you difference. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a barrier there. Some tie that to to money. I don't know if it's all about money, but I think there's definitely something to play that like the class of life that you live in, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's easier for you to do. Okay, so they're jerks. Okay, but then... 
they do verse five, they do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their phylacteries, which is Chris's doula service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and lengthen their tassels. Uh, They love the places of honor at banquets, the front seats in the synagogues, the greetings in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by the people. Okay. So all of these things is they're trying to show up in all these different places, the marketplaces, the table, the banquets, wherever they go, they want to appear as if they are better than the other people Mm -hmm. or more committed to Torah or more righteous or more holy or more having more discipline or devotion. And so the phylactery um, is that leather box on your forehead with the little scrolls in it when you wear it, when you pray, but you're like, oops, I forgot to take it off. And when I'm walking around town, look at me, <laughs> the tassel is something everyone wore, but like larger would be a sign of just like more holy. I mean, it just like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a trans carrying around a I giant Bible. What? I don't know what it is. The as Jesus a, fish thing on your back nope, of your car? As oh. a product of an early 2000s fashion style, it was how low you could hang your britches. Oh. <laughs> Remember? His saggy jeans? Yeah, but that's not like Christian. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but, but it's, it's analog. Yeah, sure, the lower, okay. the, more, the more gangster you are, the more, yeah, hood, yeah. more hood. Or how many what would Jesus bracelets do you have that's on? That's it. Yeah. Anyways. Get your purity ring on, your WWJD bracelet. Yeah, your fish on the back Look of your how, car. Look how yeah. devoted I am. Um, okay. So, so then Jesus goes, um, and then he says to the crowds and to the disciples, but you are not to be called rabbi because you have one teacher. There's a series of like three things. You're not to be called rabbi because you have one teacher and you are all brothers and sisters. Do not call anyone on earth father because you have one father who is in heaven. You are not to be called instructors either because you have one instructor, the Messiah, the greatest among you will be your servant. Oh, that's the next one. Okay. Okay. So um, let me just summarize that again. You are not to be called rabbi. Do not call anyone father. You are not to be called instructors. And all of that points to the fact that there's one teacher, one rabbi, one instructor, one father. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is God or Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, as we the great equalizer. Them. Yeah. The great equalizer. And so um, the idea is when you are living in the kingdom of God, um, there is not supposed to be a situation where one person or party is exalted higher than another. And so don't exalt yourself. Don't be called rabbi, but also don't call someone else rabbi. You have mm-hmm. one rabbi. Um, and so I drew some stuff on the board about how the Pharisees are living in like a power structure where they are keeping, keeping the power as like the higher, the better ones. Mm-hmm. But then to the crowds and to the disciples, they're, they're like playing into it. Like they are giving that honor. They are feeling less about themselves. Um, and so they're, they're showing up in a way that isn't like true to who they are, uh, but not just true to who they are, but who they are in Christ. And so this is where we kind of get into the idea of authenticity. And it does, it does sound a little um, like millennia, millennial mm-hmm. value of like, I'm just going to be my authentic self and show up as I am. And a lot of the cultural kind of grooves that you would identify in and find meaning and value in have broken down. And so we're looking to find that within us and Mm -hmm. we each bring who we think we are out. But even that is kind of a whole game because a lot of who we're bringing out is just who we want people to approve us or particular validation from particular groups of people or parties. And so I, this started of just me reflecting on 
how do we enter community as Christians? And like when you park in the church parking lot, you start walking into the church on Sunday or you, or you came to the men's retreat or you're in your small group or you're hanging out with your friends, like which version of yourself is going to show up? And I think some of us like to play the role of the Pharisees where we really want to hide our weaknesses. We want to, we want others to think highly of us. Mm-hmm. And so we flash and flaunt our skills or our knowledge or our talents um, and secretly we're looking to be seen and honored by the other people. Yeah. Right. Um, but then some of us play, can we can play like the victim or the complainer or the person that's, there's always a million things wrong. And we're almost like overly vulnerable overshare. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of more like the Debbie Downer folks. But then we're also like, we're, we're playing into this that, Oh, that person might must like think I'm low already or whatever. And so um, yeah, I just, I just think there's this encouragement to show up as your true selves, which requires self-awareness of realizing like what's going on inside of you. Like if Jesus was to turn to the Pharisees, like, okay, why, why are you lengthening your tassels? <laughs> like, yeah. why are you wearing that leather box to the market? Why is it so important for you to have the place of honor? And you dig below the surface. It's like, well, you need, you want to be seen and honored. And this is how you're getting that, mm-hmm. that validation. So what's going on inside of there? Like you're showing up to community with ulterior motives, not just to be a religious leader, but to seek validation and approval to maintain power over someone that you think is less than you, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about self-awareness, but then we also talked about Christ awareness because we're not just authentic in the new age sense. Yeah. We're authentic in Christ. So um, the in Christ part is a very important piece. And that's where Jesus is saying like, Jesus is the one rabbi. Like um, you show up as your true self, but you show up as your true self in Christ in that you are seen mm-hmm. by Christ. You are honored with Christ. Um, you have this teacher that is instructing you and modeling for you. And so you don't need to show up into community hoping that they meet some deeper need that you have um, you have your needs met in Christ, yeah, which frees you to show up, um, honestly. like, yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. but not in any type of weird manipulating way, not in a dramatic way. Um, and so we need self-awareness, Christ awareness, and then that frees us to awareness of others. So at uh, verses 11 through 12, uh, the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbled, humbles himself will be exalted. And so um, when we show up and we are aware of what's going on inside of us, we are aware of and believe in and trust in who we are in Christ. That frees us up to pay attention to other people yeah, um, and actually serve them from a place of humility. Um, And it's not, it doesn't mean that you're a people pleaser Mm. or a doormat it actually means you have the confidence to maybe frustrate someone because you know who you are in Christ and you're right. not going to play their game. Mm-hmm. It also means that you might show up and do something, serve someone in a way that actually really humbles you or be, have to admit something that is true about you that you're struggling with that you know might cause others to think less of you. Mm-hmm. But you know that we're all brothers and sisters because of Christ. And so... um some of the things that I see in Christian community, um, I, I think, I think some of us can lack self-awareness is we don't realize how we show up. Yeah. Maybe we dominate the conversation. Maybe we only talk about ourselves. <laughs> Maybe we only talk about the best parts of ourselves. 
Maybe we only talk about the worst parts of ourselves. Maybe we don't say anything because we're too timid. Mm -hmm. And I think just to pay attention to what's going on and then why is that, like, why is it difficult for you to show up into community as your true self in Christ? Um, And not to get all, like, psychology and whatever, but, like, in Christ. Like, what, where is Christ? Where do you need Christ to still increase your security and your understanding of your forgiveness and and your identity in Christ so that you can show up um, humbly and to serve. Um, and so my invitation to the men was like, let's be, let's be a community of men that can show up as our true selves. And if we all come to this retreat and we just kind of keep it surface level, we maintain some false self image out there of like the person that we want other people to think we are, whether that's successful or wealthy or intelligent or, the best behind the scenes person ever, you know? Um, So let's be our true selves at this retreat. And so um, that was maybe the most like abstract and strange one. The others, the others will be a little bit, um, I don't know, maybe more concrete. Concrete. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was it. Self-awareness, Christ awareness and others awareness. And if you can show up with those three, then that would be my interpretation of showing up as authentic. Yeah. What you see is what you get. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. If you got half of the people over 35 in that room yeah. <laughs> to, to reflect on some of those things, that'd be really productive. <laughs> what are you saying about people over the age of 35, Chris? <laughs> Strangely, that's a couple years older than you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think, um, I think all those things are great. And I appreciate you examining or, or prompting the examination of where is the deficit in your life between what is true about you in Christ, which we can see all over scripture and gain our identity from those truths and the way that you are putting on in community, or I think even before the Lord is easy for us to do, you know? So instead of buying into that saying, wait a minute, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fill a gap here with something wrong, uh, an approach and an attitude that's wrong. So I need to find out what is actually true in scripture and in Christ pertaining to me and then dismantle those false ideas I have that caused me to show up in that way. Right. Yeah. And one of the like more concrete, like helpful practices maybe in this would be just to think about what types of people that you interact with make you feel like the big dog and which types make you feel like the little dog, like what personality traits, what demographics, what lifestyle choices, what, whatever it is, Theological decisions, political decisions, family life, personal background. Vegans. Yeah. Make me feel like the big Yeah. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, why does, why do you feel higher than that person? Yeah. In that category, but then flip it and like, why do you, why do you feel like the little dog mm-hmm. when you're talking to someone who you know makes a lot more money than you? Yeah. You know, or you, or that clearly knows more about the Bible than you, mm-hmm. whatever, or looks like their whole family is just like perfect picturesque, you know, like the perfect little Christian family. Yeah. And so like, well, what's going on inside of you? And then like, how does that, how is that changing the way that you're showing up into that conversation? Mm-hmm. And does that lead you to talk a lot, talk a little, be insecure, like bash them, praise them, bash yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I think those are wonderful questions, wonderful directions for people to go and relevant to all of us. Cause we all do that in some way. 
I mean, we're relational beings. Yeah. It's kind of wired into us. And, uh, yeah. and so thank you for sharing. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks. And that is like, you know, back to the church, that is the posture of, of you have seen a sense so like what you see is what you get. Like mm-hmm. we're going to show up and try to be faithful to what we think God's asked us to do. We're not going to have a whole bunch of flash and flare. We're not going to try to manipulate you or persuade you to think different than us or hide secrets. It's yeah. just like, here we are. This is us with our strengths and our weaknesses. And um, I think that's, I think that culture and that kind of public DNA is one of the reasons that people are, are drawn to the church community here. So. Yeah. That's great. Well, listener, hopefully that was encouraging to you. Take some time. Uh, I, I honestly recommend at least once a week to spend some time reflecting at least on you, on your relationships, on attitudes you've been having stuff is causing anxiety or um, satisfying you in unhealthy ways and start asking questions, biblical based questions on why this is and what God has to say about those things. So Jarell, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Thanks, Chris. I like your hoodie. Thank you. (laughs) One of a kind, baby. I will get you on the next episode. Yep. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.